You started Coke or Coca-Cola in uh, 2013 and replaced David Butler, who moved to Coca-Cola as Vice President of Innovation. How did it feel knowing that you were going to be instrumental in maintaining that this traditional image people have of Coke? Well, I, I was at first uh, uh, not skeptical, but I, was, I, I pondered whether I should take this job. So I really did want to find, rest in, find a place that would give me an education in an area of business that I had not seen uh, within my years at Attic. So Coke, it ticked all the boxes for that. But at the same time, it's got, as I mentioned, it's got 100, at the point I arrived, it had 125 years of history. Now that history is not just the liquid. It, it was a, it was a, it's been a marketing genius for, uh, for those 125 years. It's done everything. And if you ever visited the archives at, uh, at Coke, you'll see, you'll see in the, in the corridors of the archives, I, I, I actually thought, what could I bring to an organization that's actually pretty much done everything. So versus joining a tech company um, that might only be 10 years old or you know, might be 15 or maximum 20 years old, but you know, that, that's a relatively short length of time for a global brand today. So when you look at Coca-Cola, you think, well, what could I add? What value could I bring to this? Not only do I want to get something from this in terms of experience, but I want to bring something that ensures that I play a role in the time that I'm here. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You mentioned then like the, the corridor of all the old Coke stuff. I've seen, a, I've seen a video you were in where you went down to the archives and um, there was all the old Coke memorabilia and the ad adverts and the old bottles. And is there something you sort of take for granted when you're there? I, I did not. I, I felt that um, the solutions for tomorrow are often, as I mentioned to you about the name Attic, it's staring at us right in front of our face. So why, why overcomplicate things? And I think the solutions for many brands with such a deep heritage are often found in their archives. Now, what I don't believe in is just serving up work that is a walk down memory lane. That's a completely different um, um, execution. But what I mean is Coca-Cola were the first brand ever to introduce, they were called coupons in, uh, in the 20s and 30s, like once five cents would get you a Coke and they were paper coupons. Now today, then it moved into direct marketing, then it's, then it's into kind of social media. And they, they were creating things back then that would look on paper right now, very old fashioned. But at the time, it was groundbreaking marketing, strategically mm. and creatively. So for me, what, what any organization needs is an edge. And Coke's always had that edge. So for me, by going into the archives, I studied historically where did they get their edge from in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s? I'll, I'll keep going because every decade allowed them to create a different edge. And that edge kept them at number one and still mm. number one. They're still, they're still number one soda in the world. So the point for me there is by really studying um, – the archives and understanding strategically why they did it, not just creatively how it looks, because if you're only judging it from a creative point of view, it's old fashioned. 
But if you really dig a little deeper and double click down into why they did it, what was the reason, how did they go about it, then you can transport that some of that thinking forward um, into today stroke tomorrow and still and still regain or maintain that edge, but it's just it's served up in a completely different way today. So mm. the archives are much more than just a walk down memory lane and and a kind of visual blast from the past to me. I, I know what you mean. Coke definitely has this sort of this image to it that I don't think any other brand has. I was, it, it reminded me, I was speaking to a friend the other day about how brands can take away a core element of their identity just say the logo for example and it's still recognizable and there's not many brands that can pull it off google often play with the logo on their on their landing page sometimes with the the whole google doodle thing mm-hmm. but it reminded me of the uh the share a coke campaign uh that must have launched around about the same time you were there where the logo was was stripped from the bottle and replaced with people's names uh my friends still have glass bottles with their names on in their kitchen uh this seems like a campaign which would be super hard to get approval internally. Was it was it a hard sell? Yes, that was generated by the Australian business unit, as you would call it. So the Australian uh, office of Coca-Cola and the agency uh, there. And I think the, the, the amazing thing about our Coca-Cola's, you know, um, in 200 plus markets. So Australia and New Zealand and kind of that whole kind of corner of the world would be classed as maybe, you know, one or two business units. The, there's something amazing about a team that, that would uh, have the bravery to try something new. Now, would that have worked? Would that have been launched in the USA or even Europe on what we might call very progressive, large um, markets? Probably not. And the beauty of Australia, and and maybe it's part of the uh, Australian culture, is to try these new things. And what actually happened is it was a huge success there, and then it was exported to uh, a second business unit, a third, a tenth, a twentieth, and then before you know it, it's all where it's all around the world. But they're almost kind of like a, 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 a business unit like that are almost kind of. I wouldn't call it guinea pig in an idea, but because mm. it's their idea that then it is everybody sees how successful it is, and uh, and they can afford to take the risk then in larger markets like North America or, or or the UK or Europe or Japan, because then it's been proven out in in a market such as Australia. So there's a, there's often a ping pong effect, where or a join the dots, however whatever analogy, where it might start very small, very experimental. And then if it's a success, it grows. If it's not a success, they move on. Mm. And I think Coke's been great at things like that, being able to maybe trial things in different markets and scale them if they work. And that was one of the things that I, I really learned to do in the role I had. And obviously before that at uh, Attic and the agency, you never really get the sense of that scale. You don't own that scale. But within Coca-Cola, when they, um, you know, press the button and a, and a global campaign goes live in 24 hours in 200 countries, that's that's real kind of scale. Um, that 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 is great to be part of and experience that and see how it works.